Greetings, and welcome to the Slug Club, where all things Harry Potter and mischief are managed. Here on this podcast, several of our fellow wizarding friends and myself will be doing one of our favorite things, talking about Harry Potter. When you join us, we hope you find yourself having as much fun exploring the magical world of Harry Potter as we do. Each episode, we'll be tackling different topics and fun facts about Hogwarts, the Ministry of Magic, famous witches and wizards, wand lore, and other interesting pieces found in the, both the books and in the movies. Here joining the Slug Club today is, of course, myself, Justin. Lizzie, she's won several Harry Potter trivia nights and is the critically acclaimed author of the Shutterfly book, The Hello. Secret of My Success. Abby, who has graciously taken time of, out of her busy schedule as a self-employed Apple Orchid hey model on the grand. And, of course, my brother Rob, who hasn't read the books. Hey, thank you. Thanks. I have thank not read the books, but I have seen the movies, and I'm told that they are quite similar. <laughs> Obviously, we're all big Harry Potter fans, and have been for several years. We've seen the movies, We've most of us have read the books, and we've bought in on the franchise and on the merchandise. I know, personally, I feel like Harry Potter has enriched and, and shaped my life in many ways probably more so than what i've even aware of um for you guys what do you think is the thing that got you interested in the series as a fan well i would say that um for me personally it started um you know my parents were very like harry potter is bad you shouldn't read it and my childhood friend who loved harry potter and knew i loved to read she um gave me the books and so I would smuggle them into my parents' house and I would like read them at night and it just I don't know it just it was kind of nice to just escape at night into like this different world and I didn't watch the movies for like several years after because you know we weren't allowed to like watch it or read it but um I don't know it's just were you yeah. reading the books Abby put parents? those um those stretchy book covers over them are you talking about the stretchy book covers that every kid in middle school would have over their textbooks? Yeah, that is exactly to right. protect your student social studies books. So, you, so did you think that if your parents saw the books, they would think that you were just up at ten o'clock at night reading your history book? They didn't really question it because I would wait till it was like I would just go to my room and it was like around bedtime, and um, I would like I had it. Remember that like big purple thing that you guys gave me for my birthday? Like it was absolutely. Big, yeah. Well, her birthday not. gave me that, and that had a huge hole in one of its arms. And I would shove the book in there, and I would just wait till night, and I'd pull out a little flashlight, and I would just read it at night. I gotta tell you, I don't know how I feel about being a part of this big conspiracy about. Well, my my mom, uh, like she came around to Pokemon, she came around to uh, Twilight, <laughs> she came around to a bunch of things, and she came around to Harry Potter. When she realized that uh, we weren't going to be jumping off the roof with a with you know a broom trying to fly, or try to conjure spells. Yeah, and I can just picture I can just picture your mom and dad walking into your bedroom at night um, because you guys did share a bedroom uh, during this time. So yeah. I can just imagine walking in and it's like Liz, Ab, time for bed. What are you reading? And you're like, oh, my history book. The this French and Indian War. It's going. It's going really rough for the uh, for the Americans, and I want to see how it finishes. 
Yeah, except Abby never studied, so uh, I think that wouldn't have gone over very well. They know immediately. I know, they would know immediately. It's not fooling anybody. The purple cover is not working. Honestly, <laughs> I think even for a little bit, I put the Aragon cover on it, and that hit it pretty well. They did not question that. They were like, oh, yeah. You know, reading Aragon again. Absolutely. So here's something that we all we all understand with uh with parents, you know, because there are things that parents understand and there are things that parents do not understand. You know, it's kind of like uh how I don't understand TikTok and things that the kids are into nowadays playing among us, you know. Uh <laughs> oh, TikTok. But you you see parents uh and your parents did not let you read Harry Potter at first, but they let you read Aragon, which carries a lot of the same elements that, that your parents objected to with Harry Potter. Well, I think they read some sort of article or something about like how Harry Potter is like, I don't know, like. It, I mean, there's magic, there's dragons, there are I, there are sort well, of probably the only thing it's missing is goblins. You know, I think that your, your parents really have a goblin problem. There's goblins in there too. No, in Aragon, there's dwarves or goblins. Um, oh, they had um what. What, what elves. Was, no, the like they 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 weren't the orcs. They um they called them something else. Oh I yeah, like they're like the the ner- the oh goodness. I can't remember. They're them. like the Yurikai, but but yeah, it'll hit me later. They're like, like Kroger brand orcs. They're like yeah. the Walmart uh Kmart brand orcs. <laughs> right. And it's like oh, but they have big horns. And yeah. I'm like that doesn't make them cool, Christopher Paolini. I'm sorry. <laughs> he tried. He tried his best. I guess. Yeah. Or I mean, being made him, made him 10 minutes. I know, he's, he's just hanging out these days. He's doing whatever he wants. But, um, no, and they were, like, cool with Star Wars, and they were cool with uh, Lord of the Rings, but Harry Potter, they were hung up on. But, you know, yeah. after a while, I finally, like, was reading it in my room, and it was, like, a weekend, so it was, like, in the daylight. My mom came in, she saw me reading it. She's like, you're reading Harry Potter? And I was like, yeah. And she was just like, hmm. And she kind of seemed a little like annoyed, and I was kind of scared that she was going to take it away. I've got no, no. That's yeah, that's right. Carol Lauer is a is a beautiful, graceful ladybug who will welcome you with open arms. But she can also be the the fearsome praying mantis that can take on a fully grown lizard. Have <laughs> you ever seen that like um, meme with a uh, Kermit where he's gripping his nephew's shoulder? Where it's like he's squeezing. Have you? you know? I have no idea what you're talking. Are you about. kidding me? You've not seen that meme where he's like gripping his nephew's shoulder and like he's like, like looking really pained. Like that's Carol, like all the time. But anyways, she she didn't like push it. She just let me have it, and then she she even watched part of Harry Potter later on, right? Or didn't she try reading it to her or something? Um, Sorry. I she, I read the first chapter aloud to her, and then she read the second chapter aloud, and then I read the third, and we read the whole first book aloud to each other. Development. Hermione, <laughs> otherwise known How- as Tiny. <laughs> Hermione. How old were you when when you did that? Um, I was in high school, so I my Harry Potter journey uh, started with me asking Abby what she was reading, and she said Harry Potter, and I said, you know, we're not allowed to read those, right? And she's like, yeah, here's the first book, and I was like, cool. And uh, I did the same thing Abby did, put that stretchy book cover on. <laughs> Wait, was this book cover like a no? Perfect? Because they're stretchy, so they can be, like the be as size tiny of a book to as large as a book as possible. That stretchy book cover probably fit it like a pillowcase would fit a shoe. <laughs> It's just, just flopping all over the corners. It wasn't perfect because you can't even see the pages. 
It was meant like it was accustomed to a big old history book. Mm -hmm. And but you know what? It covered it. It hit it. And mom, dad, not question it. Well, after I read the second book, um, my friend Tara, I told her I was reading it, and she's like, "Well, you gotta watch the movies." So then we watched movies one, two, and three all in the same night and then um i came out to my mom the next day and told her <laughs> watched harry potter and uh she threw a fit and i said well what's done is done there's probably more tears i learned that from it's it's available available on Shutterfly. Secret my rule i live by every day of my life actually now that you say that i think i that's where i watched the movies was at tara and tanya's house yep. i think that's where i watched it wild so, <laughs> and memories. we've come full circle here we are I don't remember like having some kind of big moment with my parents like you know me and Robbie we have our our parents are friends and so like you know they have very similar views on like the witchcraft behind Harry Potter initially um like I remember growing up and I don't remember I, I remember them like discouraging me from reading Harry Potter or like Goosebumps or like other like spooky like kind of dark books even though goosebumps i don't even think would be considered in that category um but i remember like i had to have been like fifth or sixth grade it was like after the second movie came out and i don't ever recall going to like the theater to watch the movies i'm sure rob and i were probably just like flipping through channels on our tv and you know back in the day like you had to turn you had uh -huh. to go up off the couch and actually press the channel button and so like you know you get up and you go through all the channels and we must have stumbled across like abc family or something where there was like some kind of movie marathon going on with like the first movie and second movie and um i remember just like i i have never i hadn't read the books until adulthood until like all the movies had come <laughs> out um mostly because i hate reading but there's something about the book or the movies, I think, that just kind of like drew me. It's Robbie and I both grew up That's watching right. like Star mm -hmm. Wars, Lord of the Rings, like you guys, or Narnia. And like Harry Potter kind of falls into right. that fantasy lore category with those other films and those other stories. And um, I don't know, like when I was a kid, I don't remember like thinking, oh, wow, like this is this is satanic. This is this is dark. I remember like the adventure of um good versus evil and like this grandiose way of life that kind of just like um that right was exemplified in these stories and um specifically through the movies and i know that that's kind of what hooked me and i feel like our parents were just kind of okay with it i don't remember ever having a moment with our parents when it was like oh you're watching harry potter it's like I think we were just yeah, and, and I don't remember like, oh, ever okay. a moment okay. where it was a sit down and we were strictly forbidden from uh from reading the books. I think that's mostly because my parents never had to worry about us picking up books and reading um, <laughs> as we were growing up. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, it was never like encouraged, but it was never like discouraged very much either. Um, I know I didn't even know about Harry Potter until I was in elementary school. I think it was first or second grade. And I remember for Halloween, my best friend, Jake Wallace, dressed up as Harry Potter. And he came in looking like, you know, when uh, Mickey Mouse becomes the Sorcerer's Apprentice in the movie Fantasia? Yes. <laughs> he had that outfit on. And I looked like the biggest idiot. 
saying like, oh, you're Mickey Mouse? And he's like, no, I'm Harry Potter. And I was like, I don't think anybody's going to know who that is, dude. And everybody loved his outfit. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Was a big hit, much better than my secondhand scarecrow outfit that I was wearing. <laughs> yep, it handmade with that love, but not you. made to please eight-year-olds. <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, what is this? What is all about this Harry Potter stuff?" And explained the story to me, and it was like, "Oh yeah, it's these big books." And I was like, "How big are these books?" And he was like, "Oh, they're like three hundred pages." And I was like, "Pass." I'm going back to Star Wars. There's no pictures. There's, there's no, no pic movies of it. Get out it's here. like, well, they'll make them. I'm like, well, pass. Pass on that. And so uh, my first experience with actual Harry Potter, other than hearing about it, was actually watching the movies. Um, and I believe that the first movie that we actually owned of Harry Potter was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That was the first one that we got. We got that on Disney, uh, or we got that yeah, on DVD for Christmas one year. Justin had it as a gift, so he was able to hoard it in his room, which is, I think it might be why it's one of my favorite Still films, even though a lot of people aren't crazy about it. What? Um, a lot of people aren't crazy about the muggle clothes, you know, and those people, you went to private school. You know, <laughs> if your greatest complaint about you movies and being able to see the fantastic world of Harry Potter brought to life on the screen in front of you, and you're like, eh, they're not wearing their robes, you went to private school. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what else to tell you. It is what it is. Went to private school or you were homeschooled or something. <laughs> There's something wrong. We're a public school here. <laughs> we are a public school podcast. We have very little. That means that we have very little funding and that the parents don't ever <laughs> listen to this. That's exactly what it means. But what hooked me into the world of Harry Potter was just kind of like what Justin said. We grew up watching Lord of the Rings, watching Star Wars, and it's these fantastic immersive worlds with like rich lore, deep backstories and it's a place that you can not necessarily escape into, but to imagine yourself living in that world. There's so much uh, material that's there that we could literally be mm -hmm. spending years as even though uh, the movies haven't been out for a long time, we're still able to talk and come up with theories and wonder about what ifs. But there's just so much there that we can still dig into. Mm hmm. And I think that really speaks about why we made this podcast in the first place is that there is so much that isn't explained in the movies up front or in the books, you know, in full detail. You know, it's like a comp, you have to like pick and pull from different things. And um, there's, there's a whole universe of Harry Potter that is not necessarily always in the highlight. And, um, you know, we love talking about, um, this story and this world so much um what are before we close what are some of your guys's favorite elements of Ooh, Harry that's Potter? a tough one um i guess one thing i really like in the books especially it elaborates more on it was like the quidditch matches you know in the movies it definitely shows it but it's not as like you know quidditch was such a very important thing to harry and it like even kind of connected him to his dad and so, you know, that just, it made, it was part of why he was so passionate about it. And um, 
don't know. I've just, I really enjoyed just that whole world within Quidditch. And you kind of almost get another taste of just how big it is because of like the Quidditch World Cup and just the fandom around it. Wait, are you saying that the books do a better job of illustrating the Quidditch matches than the movies? Absolutely. You're telling me the books were plain black and white pictures at the beginning of a chapter are explaining, are (laughs) explaining, let me finish. I are explaining better than seeing in 4K HD people flying through the air in soccer, like wearing cricket costumes. Riding broomsticks, I I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. So, Rob, this is where um, I come in, and I tell you that when you read, your imagination comes in 5 (laughs) HD or whatever whatever technology. I'm telling you, imagination is like, compared to the movies, imagination is kind of like stop motion. It's like like the talkies, you know, when when the first, uh, they came out with uh, the first talking movies. And it's like the frame rate is terrible. That's what the imagination is like. The frame rate is garbage. It's like silent movies. You know, the color is all off. I guess, I I mean, my only uh, advice would be to read the books and you can find out. But seriously, like, I don't know. It just, like, it helps you dive more into, like, just all these secondary characters that, like, are barely even acknowledged in the movies. And... You know, you kind of see more of, like, the feuds or the friendships that are, like, important to Harry through Quidditch. And I don't know, just the matches that happen. There's just a lot of stuff, like, a lot of drama that goes around with it. And I don't know. I, that was Because that's thing. what everybody wanted was high school drama. And, man, it delivered. <laughs> it is delicious, first off. I, I And I think this tells a lot about the... Um, opposite of Abby and myself where usually when we'd come across this Quidditch match, I would skip right over that because it was sports. And sports is my least favorite favorite part of the movies. movies. My favorite parts was always A, shopping time. What's cool? What are they going to see in the new shops? Because I too like to dig around other people's junk. And then B, what can we learn in the classroom? Because as an academic of myself... Anything that I could grasp in order to become more connected with that world and imagine myself in that world Uh was something that I could use to create what never came about my own fan fiction because I did not have the creative ability to write one. But in my mind, I would that's what would put me to bed at night was, oh, let me pretend that I'm in the Harry Potter world. And now that I know this and that, I can make this potion. And what potions would I make or what spells would I conjure? And I think that's kind of the magic of Harry Potter is that you can take any element and create it your own. I'd have to to fall into the same vein as Liz on this one, where what excited me most about watching the movies were like the scenes in the classrooms, like uh, especially in The Prisoner of Azkaban, all of the scenes with Remus Lupin Oh, yeah. It was by far the best defensive against the dark arts teacher that the whole series has to offer. Probably the greatest character that J.K. Rowling has ever created. Um, Any of those scenes where he's in the classroom doing the scene with the bogger and the private lessons that he does with Harry. um, Those scenes were were my favorite. Even uh, the scenes where uh, they're like brewing potions, like Mm -hmm. in uh, in the Half-Blood Prince. 
where they're fighting over the potion book and stuff and they're making the the draft of living death right right you know those were the those were my favorite scenes as far as you know the the quidditch matches goes there there were they were good but i felt like maybe they didn't tie as well into the story as the books did um but it felt like the quidditch was always like this side plot that was just going on in the background that really didn't that really had no bearing on the rest of the story yeah it's like and i feel i felt like the quidditch matches were almost like a crutch that jk rawlings used for uh for all of her i'm telling you let me let me let me let me lay this out about to drop some facts and this is going to be an inconvenient truth for a lot of you age going to be inconvenient but here we go i think that jk rawlings used the quidditch matches as just a way to further plot in a lazy way because she did it the same way every time sorcerer's stone what happens in harry potter's first uh first quidditch match he almost swallows the snitch he his wait his broom gets jinxed though remember Broom gets jinxed, and that's the way they move the plot around, because then they're like, oh, Professor Quirrell was jinxing Harry's broom. He's the villain. What happens in the second movie? Second movie, Harry Potter's in a Quidditch game. What happens? He's attacked by a rogue bludger. Falls and breaks his arm, goes into the hospital. Third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban. What happens during the Quidditch match? The Dementors. from Azkaban. That's why you don't like it so much because the movies kind of just show it as a crutch, <laughs> whereas it's like in the books, it's an event. It is like something that brings the whole school together, and every Quidditch game is homecoming game. That's true. Yeah. How many Quidditch games do you think there are every year? There's one mm-hmm. at least every week, right, or something like mm-hmm. that. Well, it's like a season, right? So, like how football is. A well, season. they would like stop and the. Um, well, you'd have to stop because half the team gets injured every week. No, I thought it was a fall season. Like they do it because they don't they don't fly in the snow. Do oh, it's they? a fall season, all right. It's falling from your broom season, falling thirty feet from in the air season. Every time, it's like every ep- every movie. There's somebody going to the hospital after a Quidditch game. Well, that's the whole point. It's like rugby, right? That's People a, lose their ears in rugby. I feel like the only reason Madame Pomfrey has a job is because they have Quidditch season. You got to keep up Quidditch season, so you got to keep sending kids to Madame Pomfrey to have their gro- uh, bones regrown. Well, you have a lot of people who have potions gone wrong, too. So, I mean, it's a... Uh... It is a liability to send your children off to boarding school. I'm waiting for Will Smith to come out with a movie about uh, how Quidditch uh, Quidditch injuries lead to concussions and brain damage. They just do concussion the movie with all the football players and the trauma that they <laughs> experience, but it's Quidditch. I'm waiting for that video to come out. Well, I would beg to differ. I a believe that Quidditch only happens in the fall. I think it's important. no. I just looked, and it shows. Um... It would like it shows that it would go on till May. Oh, that is a, so how many how many total games are there? Um, One, two, three, four, five, six. There's only six. There's only six. So Quidditch season, Harry Potter series, so starting each year with the first match in the first slash second weekend in November. The matches between Gryffindor and Slytherin starts the season of six matches to name the winner of the Quidditch Cup. Like it seems like it skips all of December because of the Christmas season, and it doesn't. It starts in November and it doesn't start back up until February. So right, like a gap. 
because of the weather. And then it, that's when it starts back up is February and then March and then go until May. Hmm. Fun fact. The more you know. Because I remember like them like describing like playing in the snow or the yeah. sleet and it like the field being really well. Nasty. It snows in October here too, so I mean, but they're across the pond. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah across the pond. <laughs> I know for me, one of the my favorite things that draws me towards this series is mm-hmm. the the importance and value of like friendship. And like how it's displayed in every single book, every single movie, that um, friendship and love is one of the most mm-hmm. powerful things and one of the most meaningful things that you can have in life. And um, even like the overtones and undertones of like love conquers all or is the strongest force um, is really something that like kind of um, it, it it keeps me in it like. I get really excited mm-hmm. about it just because like it brings me back to good memories of like my friends or um, all the different adventures that me and my childhood friends with you guys and others that we had had. And um, I don't know, like every every story just kind of pulls me back into that different time where um, I think that's a good point to make. I think that's really the, the greatest so thing memories. that turned all of our parents around to the Harry Potter series um, because all of us grew up in very conservative Christian families. I mean, heck. Justin and my pa- and my uh, dad was the pastor of our home church, um, still is. But uh, what really is at the heart of the story of Harry Potter is that love is the greatest magic. That's what that's the literally the whole theme of the entire series. And uh, I mean, and now we've gone from uh, my parents like neither encouraging or distur- discouraging Harry Potter to it's my dad's favorite movie series, other than you know any Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> And I remember my dad said it's much that Harry Potter is as much about magic as the blind side is about football. You know, that stuff is in there to to capture the imagination. But really, the moral, the theme that runs throughout the entire series is about the power of love for families, sacrificial self-giving love in uh, relationships with friends. Um, That's the kind of thing. That's the message that really hits home with all the people who read Harry Potter. Kind of like, I, yeah, I definitely agree. The, um, like Harry Potter's exotic in a way because it's something that none of us can, you know, begin, like all we can do is just imagine based on this book. But it's like, it's the hu- it's the human element that like, it just brings it home to everyone. That's, That's right. It uses this world that is beyond what we can achieve and what can happen to show us what can happen in our world and in our own lives. Thanks, you guys, for joining us for this episode of the Slug Club podcast. If you like the conversation and you want to hear more, you can find the Slug Club podcast on Spotify or also on Apple Podcasts. If you want to join in on the conversation and give us ideas for new conversations, new podcast episodes, you can follow us on our social media at the Slug Club on Instagram or on Facebook. We'll see you guys later, but until then, mischief managed. podcast is a creative discussion between Harry Potter fans and has no affiliation whatsoever with Warner Brothers, J.K. Rowling, or any of their affiliates. All opinions expressed in the Slug Club podcast are completely our own. No house elves were harmed in the making of this episode.